My name is Mark McCann, and I'm a recruiter at the East Valley Institute of Technology, or as we call it, EVIT. Since my first day on campus, I've spoken with students and families every day who ask specific and challenging questions about each of our 40 plus programs here at EVIT. To get answers, I started asking my more experienced colleagues, and I uncovered amazing stories about our students, instructors, and alumni. Join me as I dive in head first and learn the authentic stories of the people behind the scenes that make EBIT great. This is the new guy at EBIT. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new guy at EBIT podcast. My name is Mark McCann. This is episode five of the new guy at EBIT. We decided to focus this episode on the plumbing department. Uh, we got three great interviews, fascinating stories. I know you'll enjoy listening to them. We talked to Eric Nunkey, who is an adult student here at EVIT, and he's got an incredible story with, with a great background that was really fascinating. We also talked to the instructor, Joe Dittmer, who is a, a career plumber himself and decided that he really wants to give back. So we are, we are lucky to have him here and wanted to get his story just fascinating. And then we talked to an advisory board member, Karen Selkert, who is a part of that advisory board over the plumbing program. Uh, for those of you that don't know about an advisory board, each program here at EVIT has an advisory board that, and we'll talk a little bit about what they do and what their impact is on our students. So all three interviews for you today, Plumbing Department, Episode 5 of the New Guy at EVIT podcast. We hope you enjoy. So we are here with Eric Nunkey, who is a current student in the adult program for plumbing. Uh, Eric, thanks for being here today and taking time out of your day. Thank you. So um, tell us a little bit about um, how you got started, how you found out about EVIT, what piqued your interest. So um, I've been working for an insurance company for 20 years Yeah. and working from home for the last eight. And wow. everybody's like, oh, it's so great. It's so great until you do it for three or four years right. and it messes with your head, right? Yeah. Being alone. So I was like... I need to do something. I need to get out of the house, and I want to learn something new. And then when COVID hit, I mean, that just really pushed it because I'm sitting around, work is slow, and I'm like, how much longer am I going to have a job? What yeah. else could I do if right. I lose my job? You know, these skills, I'm in a niche, and it's not like I could transfer over to another job and make money, and, like, I would be starting at the bottom. Yeah. So I started making a list of, you know, like, things that were important to me in a job, like what else I could do as a backup. And, you know, I was like, plumbing sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, how do you even get started in plumbing? Though, yeah. Right? Like I, I no idea. <laughs> so I'm like, well, let's look up trade schools and, you know, Evit popped up and wow. um, that's how I started. So it's, you, tell me about the part where plumbing sounds cool. Tell me what about it is interesting to you oh. and engaging. You know, my dad's an electrician and, he always said, I asked him this before too, and he's like, I don't know, it's just, you know, something called me to it. Something yeah. would pull me that direction. And like, I felt maybe the same thing. I've done some plumbing stuff at my house, you know, being older, you have things that break and you fix them. And I've yeah. had the most success with the plumbing side yeah, of things. Exactly. So I was like, yeah, that's uh, let's start with that. So you go from tinkering around your house and going, hey, I actually have a little bit of a knack for this. I feel like I've got some skills and maybe we can, you know, get those built up and all of a sudden this could be a career path for me. Absolutely. And you know, like I think when I started, I had no, no intention of actually making a, a career change or, or, or pursuing this other than, you know, learning some new skills. But when I got into it, it, it's just amazing. Like 
you find something and it just hits you and you're like, I love this. This yeah. is what I'm meant to do. Yeah. All of a sudden your hands know what to so, do on their own. Amazing. Yeah. The, the feeling of satisfaction that I get from, you know, doing plumbing, incredible. Never get that from my, my normal job. That's amazing. So, and that's, that's one of the things that I think is great about trades and skills is you can leave every day going, I accomplished this. Oh, and I, sometimes when there's online work, or I was even an, an educator in the past, you'd have to wait five or 10 years for that stuff to come up where you get that satisfaction of like, I did this, I can see it, it's done. One of, one of the, I made a list of, you know, the top 10 things or, or such that were important to me in a job. And yeah. that was my number one, I wanted to have something tangible to show for my work. Yeah. Um, 20 years in insurance and, you know, I, I do my work, I hit send, it disappears into cyberspace and, and that's like, I have nothing to show for the last 20 years of my life. But man, if you're a, if you're in construction and you build a bridge, that bridge is there. Yeah. It's done. You can show your kids, you can show your grandkids and you can take pride in that every day of your life. And yeah. that's an amazing feeling. Yeah. And so that, a lot of people I feel like are seeking um, in careers and in, in as far as trying to find that fulfillment in, in a different career because of the online, th you know, working at home and because of the, some of the jobs that we do don't come with that necessarily. It's just we pay you, you show up, you leave and you go home. But being able to look at something that, hey, I did this, it's done, I think is, is really rewarding. But I do want to go back real quick. Um, so you find out about EVIT. You say, this is something that's interesting. This is a trade school in the area. What was it about EVIT specifically? Or was there anything that compared to the other um, trade schools you might have seen? Or what, what was it? And then how was that process of as far as going from, you know, I found EVIT to this is, you know, I'm showing up my first day for class. So... You know, you go online, like, how do you become a plumber? Right. Um, it's either a trade school, and, like, EVIT's really the only thing that pops up other than possibly the union. Um, no knock on the union. Uh, but you're starting at zero. It's a, great pro it's a great program, but yeah. it's, like, it's a long, committed, you know, effort there. Um, EVIT's fast. It was, like, 10 months, 10-month 10 program. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You know, I asked uh, if I could adjust my schedule at work, my current job, they were cool with it to allow me to go back to school. Wow. So, you know, going to school, working and everything just kind of worked out that way. Yeah. So it's, and so you're here for 10 months mm -hmm. and now you're on the doorstep of completion and graduation. How does it feel to be like, I'm, I've done this. I know what I'm doing. It, it, well, I, I know what I'm doing to a degree, yeah. but you know, uh, I finished up, I got an internship. So now I'm, you know, I'm working and I'm still learning like the apprenticeship you have 10 months of school yeah. and then you've got another, you know, few years before, you know, you could become a journeyman. Yeah. Um, I think the entire time in this profession, you're always going to learn something new. Every 100%. day I go to work, I learn something new and it's, and it's an amazing feeling yeah, it'd versus be, it'd be boring if, if you didn't, <laughs> that was the other job, right? Like you do the same thing day in, day yeah. out and nothing changes. And, and with this, I mean, like, no matter what you're doing, it's always something different, right? You could be replacing a toilet here. You do it at a different place, and it's a completely it's a different completely problem. different scenario, yeah. different challenges with the same, you know. That's great. And so, so okay, so now you've enrolled and you're 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 going through the day to day. What's been your favorite part of the program? Like the ten months that you spent here, was there one thing where you just went, God, I really enjoyed this project or this certain specific technique or, um. You know, I think the the first day we busted out the torches to solder that yeah. was uh, that was fun. Um, 
overall, though, I think the the best part of the program is the it's the team that I, I graduated with, right? Like all the guys that I've been in here with for the last 10 months together learning, you know, I, I'm stepping out into the field now, uh, working. I already have 10 contacts. If I have an issue and I need some help, I can reach out to one of these guys yeah. and like, Hey man, did you ever see this? Did you know? <laughs> and it's great to know that I'm not alone out there, you know, just in this job. Yeah. So having that support network. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and being able to, be at the same spot, you know, going to an adult program where you're like, hey, we're both interested in this. You make that connection. You can build friendships for a long time that I've heard about coming back uh, for years later. There, there's also the side as far as networking goes of now you have Dittmer's network as well. Yes. Where he can reach out and put his name on you and say, hey, Eric's a great guy. He works his tail off. He shows up on time. He's really motivated. This is a guy you should hire. Yep, absolutely. Um you know, Joe's incredible. He's a, he's one of the best, if not the best teacher I've ever had. Um, just the way that he can relate or put things in, in, into terms that you can relate to. And like, he just keeps you engaged. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. You know, now in, in school before, you know, you'd have those days you come in and you're like dozing off and yep. you're like, Oh, but you know, not once, not yeah. once here. Well, it's hands-on. I mean, you, you spend most of your time actually applying what you've learned and practicing with your hands rather than sitting in the classroom learning. I mean, there is that aspect of it, but what percentage would you say of your class is sitting in the classroom versus the hands-on? It's probably 75% in the classroom, 25% in the shop. Okay. So, I mean, there's a lot, we covered a lot of material, Oh yeah. Um, some of it, some of it you can do in a lab, some of it like solar, like that's not something that we have set up in the, in the shop, yeah. you know, to cover, but at least I've had the background now we've talked about some of that stuff. And when I see it on a job site, if I were to go that direction, I would have at least a basic understanding. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like what the plumbing program is. It's almost essentially like a sampler platter. Yep. Uh, you go through and you try a little bit of, I mean, there's so many different aspects of plumbing. Uh, you get to try a little bit of everything. Yeah. And then who knows where you're going to end up? Are you going to end up in commercial? Are you going to end up in residential? Right. You know, and you don't really know that when you walk in the door, but as you go through the program, things are definitely going to appeal to you more than others. And like, Hey, you know what? I want to work with natural gas. That's where I want to go. Yeah. And you've had a, you know, you've had exposure to all those things. Yeah. And so, so going forward, man, best of luck to you. Thank you. We're excited to see, keep, keep in touch with us. Cause we want to see your progress and how all of your success leads to, you know, more growth and, and make sure you come back and talk to students as much as you can. That, that's an amazing story. And I know that people will want to hear it. So thanks for spending the time with us today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. And, uh, yeah, short and sweet. Short and sweet. Um, so short and sweet deal of it is, is uh, when I left the Navy, I was uh, an OR technician. Yeah. I went into uh, hospitals. It was all, uh, you know, um, an, an ideology that I didn't like. So I went with my uncle who was in construction. I did framing for nine years. Oh, wow. I got injured, really bad injury, took me out. And um, unfortunately, my kids had this problem called eating. <laughs> yeah, they need so to I do needed that. money. Yeah. And um, I decided uh, to ask this old man, hey, can I help you drill holes? Mm. You know, I know I'm on workman's comp, but can I at least drill holes? Yeah. Let me learn. Let me do. I just got to do something to get some money. So he left me do that. And next thing I know, three years passed. <laughs> and I'm taking a journeyman's exam. And I passed it. 
And um, probably about five years after that, he passed away. Oh, no. And he willed me his business. Wow. So I had this vision about his business that um, I kept trying to tell him, you know, we could do this better. So um, we hired estimators. I increased the office staff, hired estimators, and I went from three trucks to uh, 13 trucks in eight months. Oh, my gosh. And we had the business. It was there. Um, 60% of our business was gas work, natural gas work. Oh, okay. So it was the niche that nobody, you know, was doing. Yeah. Everybody was doing the repairs and working on the toilets and things like that, but everybody was afraid of the gas. Huh. Why? I don't know. It was there. <laughs> I made money. Yeah. Um, my daughter uh, was uh, uh, smart enough to graduate at 16. Oh, wow. She got accepted out here to ASU. Dad had an issue of sending his daughter 2,300 miles away by herself at 16. Yeah. So I came out with her, and that was a nice thing about my business. Um, like I tell my students, a business is one of two ways. Either you're going to run the business and the business runs with you, or the business is going to be in self, uh, self mode where it does whether you're there or not. Right. And mine was in that self mode. So... Um, it allowed me that affordability to come out here with my daughter. Yeah. Um, I actually liked it a lot. So I sold everything out there and stayed here. Um, and, um, I don't know. I just had this weird feeling about the, about what was going on around us. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to go with, uh, Banner Health. Yeah. So I got a job with Banner Health and about three months later, uh, we had that big crash in the economy and yeah. thank like goodness. 08? Yeah. Yeah. So good thing I did what I did when I did it. So okay. I stayed with Banner Health and I just got to a point where I wanted to retire. Yeah. Um, and, uh, from there, um, I retired. I said, okay, I'm 50 years old. I want to retire. I'm going to retire. And unfortunately my wife, uh, not like normal wives who have a honeydew list. <laughs> Mine has a honeydew encyclopedia set <laughs> volumes one through four. Um, yeah. So I ran from that. Um, this opportunity presented itself and I thought, well, you know, I teach adults. Um, I'm, I'm a FEMA indirect instructor yeah. for, for FEMA. So, um, I teach adults. So this is something that I love. So I, took up the opportunity. I got hired. I'm, I gotta be honest, it's probably one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Um, just to see the students get that aha moment or to see the students come back with a smile on their face. Um, my greatest one is where a student came back after one year, he come to me and he told me, he says, uh, Mr. Dittmer, I have a problem. I said, what's your problem? He said, my dad's kicking me out of my house. I said, why is your dad kicking you out of the house? He says, well, yeah, I'm making $72,000. He <laughs> says, when I'm making more money than him, he said, it was time for me to go. Like, <laughs> Either okay. pay the mortgage or get yeah. out. I thought, well, that's a good problem then. There yeah. we go. Um, those, those type of stories are amazing to have, and it really makes the, the, the job not even a job. Yeah. I mean, I get paid for having fun. Yeah. How cool is that? Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people think that it's uh, – something that you're going to get your hands nasty on or, you know, you're always working with, with stuff that you shouldn't, you know, fecal matter and things like that. And it's not that. No. Uh, plumbing is so much, so much more than that. I mean, you got irrigation, 
Yeah. You got uh, fire suppression. We got backflows. We got people work in companies that do just water heaters. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, water softeners. There's filtration systems, and there's companies that do just that. They don't have. They've never touched a toilet or a sink in their entire lives. Yeah. You can get into municipalities where you're working with wastewater, but you're not touching it. You're yeah. working with it. Um, uh, bringing it back to either gray water or letting it get into the aquifers, separating the sludge from it. And then what the cities usually do is they sell the sludge mm. to um, fertilizing plants. Yeah. So yeah. now, now you know. Circle of life. Now you know. <laughs> um, but then the gray water is either reused as gray water or it's put back into the aquifers, which goes down into our, our well water, so yeah. to speak. Um, and then the uh, water treatment plants is where they're getting it from the aquifers or things of that nature. And um, they process it. They do what they need to do to make it safe drinking water. Yeah. Um, those people also are the ones that uh, take care of our fire hydrants. Mm -hmm. They take care of our meters, you know, and they make sure that the, that the public has safe drinking water. So there's so much that you can do in plumbing, per se. Yeah that, um, you know, honestly, you don't ever have to touch a toilet. Right. And, and I think there's the, the assumption about what it is, the, you know, how people have seen it in the past, whether it's media or jokes and stuff, but there's a whole professional side of, of a plumbing uh, career that you can take in a lot of different directions. And if you want uh, to be a city servant and you're a civil-minded person that wants to help the city... If you want to help people in the community um, and build a community, you can do that. You can make a lot of money, sometimes both. So I guess <clears throat> to kind of go back, you started as in, in construction out of the military, you said. Is that pretty much? So what, what branch were you in? What, what kind of how did that <laughs> all start? So I was a, uh, a Navy corpsman. Um, I was stationed with the Marine Corps. So I was actually a... Uh, a reconnaissance uh, uh, corpsman, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got out, and I thought I could go into a hospital, and, yeah, I just, it wasn't for me. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of people that find those careers that aren't a good fit, and it's almost better sometimes to try something and say, oh, well, this isn't what I want to do. Now what can I do? Um, so you found your skill set to start construction, to start working and, and you have this accident tell me about a little bit more about what happened there <laughs> okay so the accident um now you got to keep in mind this was the 90s yeah um flip phones were the rage <laughs> back before color tv oh yeah <laughs> oh my god yes um i was moses classmate no, oh there no, you go there you go yeah um so anyways uh flip phones were the thing and when we text we used to have to go to you know you would go lowercase a lowercase b lowercase c you yeah. know you had to, to press that number one so many, buttons three times to yeah, get to a c or six times to, yeah to get a capital letter whatever well he was working on his phone and he was operating the crane with the trusses and oh. um i got smacked with a truss oh my gosh so i grabbed hold of the truss i was swinging around like superman and there was a spot where I could have left go, and that was like a 40-foot drop. And oh I thought my to myself, that's not a wise choice. No. So I tried to, as it spun back around, I tried to grab hold of the um, the header, yeah. where the headboards, and 
my foot had it and I just about, but the truss kept swinging and, um, well, I had already lost my balance. Yeah. And so I went 18 feet. Oh my God. So I had a choice of what do I do? So I just balled up. Yeah. And then about three days later, I woke up in a hospital. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, yeah. that's so, yeah, wow. It's and so broken bones. Um, I think more a bruised ego, but they, uh, the, the spine was bruised. They had me in a little contraption, which kept me, my spine in line and yeah. whatnot. Um, I was in that for about six months. Um, I, I can't thank you enough for your time and for, for stepping out of class. I know it's a, a busy time of year, but um, appreciate you coming on the, the show. And, and please, please, please look into this plumbing program. I'm telling you, you can have so much success and have a great career and, and do great things in, in your life and in the community just just by taking this on as your profession. Absolutely. So thank you for your time. No, thank you. Okay, we are here with Karen Selkert, who is a member of our plumbing advisory board. Um, for people who don't know what an advisory board is or what the role they play, um, let's talk a little bit about that first. So tell me about this, uh, being a member of the advisory board, what does it do? What's your role in the plumbing program? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first, thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second, the advisory board here at EVIT, all the programs have one. And it's their way of making sure the programs stay relevant in the community and in the programs as they phase out from a schooling setting and head into the workforce. Um, as far as the plumbing advisory board goes, we have a collective group of um, people who run mechanical firms, people who run plumbing programs and supply houses so that we can make sure that the students are getting the most up-to-date information from the fields and then that also keeps them relevant. So these are professionals from the, the industry and from Correct. the field that come back and, and help keep the the learning that's going on in the classroom that's the newest latest greatest up to date and then also a resource for students going forward to say hey i've you know i've graduated from the plumbing program now they can possibly get hired or get an internship things absolutely. like that absolutely so do you hire a lot of students that are, are evit graduates um so in my current position now i don't do as much of that uh when i first started on with evit like five or six years ago, I hired two kids from the EVIT program for my small business, uh, plumbing, and uh, they were great. It was wonderful. It was like having an apprentice that had already learned all the basics. Yeah. And they started off with a huge leg up, which made my job easier as a trainer and, and business owner, but also made their job easier to, to progress further in the field. Yeah. So when you get that experience, it's like somebody coming in and yeah, that, that's such a great asset to have where they've got experience in the field. They know how to how to do some of the basic things, and now you're just training them to, to do the specific to your work. Um, how did you get started and get involved with EVIT and becoming a, a, an advisory board member? Um, so my my time with EVIT's been a long time coming. I'm an Arizona native, yeah. so known about EVIT my whole life. It was very prevalent and popular when I was in high school. Awesome. Um, so my husband actually attended EVIT as a high school student. And then when I started working as a teacher initially, um, I would send a lot of kids to EVIT that maybe didn't want to go to college or wanted a career uh, with more hands-on stuff. And then when I started working as a plumber, I was like, you know where we should go. <laughs> uh, so we started kind of uh, working with Joe in the, in the program down there, in the plumbing program, and it has grown tremendously for me. And it's, it's a big passion of mine because I do see a, a discrepancy in students coming into the workforce um, from programs like this are doing far better, but yeah. there's not enough. Like yeah. 
the 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 boomers are dying off and yeah. we don't have enough people to fill the void. Yeah, <laughs> and, well, retiring. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's been a struggle. So tell me about this transition from teacher to mm-hmm. now you want to get into the plumbing field. Yeah. What caused that? Where did, uh, how did that come up? Um, well, teaching was always great. I still love being um, an active role in that for people. And I think learning is very important and fundamental for yeah. all things. You should never stop learning. But for me, when I was teaching, I had young children. It was getting kind of exhausting. Uh, So I asked my dad, who's been plumbing for, you know, 20 plus years. I said, you know, dad, would you be interested? And he was like, of course. Yeah. And so I went on the role to start as a, just an office receptionist for him doing paperwork, HR type stuff. And uh, on a a whim on a Friday, we had a couple things got uh, not to go as planned. And I ended up learning to solder in the field and, and then... Proceeded to plumb for four years running my own crew. Oh my gosh. So you went from, hey, I'm going to be doing, you know, helping out in the office to an emergency hits and you've got to step in and start doing the plumbing yourself. Yes. So you learned on the fly. Yes. And how was that process for you? Was it terrifying. overwhelming? Terrifying. <laughs> how was the, what was the first call you went on? What was that like? Um, someone had left the water off because they couldn't get a ball valve to shut off. Okay. A water main on a house. So this customer calls and says, my plumber left. And it's Friday night at 4 p.m. and I have no water because I can't turn my water on. The valve won't work. Oh, my gosh. And so my dad was busy and he said, do you mind going and starting this? And he literally on the phone walked me through taking out a ball valve. Um, I did watch one YouTube video on my way. (laughs) I was like, I can do this. Oh, I got this. I got Um, a YouTube expert. (laughs) I was like, at least I can get it started for him. Uh, But from then on, it just kind of became this like, oh, that wasn't too terrible. How do I make this keep happening? And it kind of grew into a love and, and there's so many different avenues you can do with plumbing that aren't just like, you know, the gross bathroom levels of things, yeah. but there's, it, it's, it's a great opportunity for a lot of people. Yeah. So you, you, you know, I kind of see those things like puzzles cause I try to fix things around my house too. I'm, I'm not as handy as a lot of people, but, but as some, so it's like, okay, here's a puzzle and you fix it and you get it right. And you go, Oh man, I did that. Like, that was really cool. Would you kind of get that sense Absolutely. of accomplishment? Absolutely. And that the greatest part about plumbing for me is everything is viewed as a, is like a tiny puzzle or like a, a mystery. Yeah. Why is this happening? And yeah. you have to ask a lot of questions. It's a lot of ruling out of different scenarios. Yeah. Um, a lot of logic and reasoning and math. And I love math. And as much as people say, I don't want to go to college or learn math, we do a lot of uh, math, including Pythagorean theorem and stuff. Yep, to trig. Make, to make all that kind of stuff work, and yeah. people don't realize that. you got to figure out those angles and it, how you got to bend the with, pipes and Without lengths. any calculators in yeah. a field by yourself. Super yeah. easy. Just get a little trig chart there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so you're, you're plumbing out in the field for four years, and one of the things I really wanted to speak to um, is the importance of, of women in this field. Yeah. And women in the industry of plumbing and in the trades. Can you talk a little bit about your experience and how... Um, maybe it was different or how it was an advantage to be a female in the plumbing field? Um, well, I don't want to say an advantage. It's always an advantage when you're something different and unique. Okay. So, uh, even now, uh, people are like, oh, that girl plumber. I think I've only met one other female plumber in my entire life. Wow. Um, and that's crazy because when I think that people say, oh, that girl plumber, everyone might not remember my name, but they will know who I am because of that. Um, so that's, that's an advantage in some senses on the flip side though. Uh, I have to work twice as hard to prove I know anything. So that's been a detriment. Um, but I think that's mostly because people are caught off guard. Oh, who are you? How do you, how do you, what do you mean? You know this, you know, and, and they're not used to seeing it. So of course they're skeptical. Um, but I think that it impressed me so much that when I was in the field, 
so many men would tell me their daughters used to like to build things, but then high school came and they didn't get the opportunity, so they stopped building, or they didn't uh. see somebody building something that was also a female, so uh. therefore it wasn't intended for women. Uh, even just silly things. They don't make women's jeans the same way they make men's jeans. Yeah. Those things became, I didn't realize that till I was working in the field and I couldn't find wow. jeans that didn't have lycra and that weren't going to catch on fire. Wow. Um, gloves that fit smaller hands, hammers that don't have longer handles so that your hand grip can wrap around it. Like yeah. these, these are things I never thought about until I was like, I'm in need of a wrench that doesn't hurt my hand. Right. Um, and, and that has been wild, but I also look at that and go, if we had double the amount of women in the industry we have now, those changes would naturally take place. Yeah. Um, I do think that if people, especially young women, saw that you can still be cute and funny yeah. and, and fem, air quoting feminine right. and still do a quote unquote again, masculine job, yeah. that there's value in that. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and, and no different than I think the same thing about men going into cosmetology. Yeah. Like, they're just traditionally the gender role norms we have here don't maybe allow that for exploration. It's amazing to see how people can take off. 100%. And so I just, I loved um, hearing your story. I thank you so much for coming in and being with us. And uh, make sure you check out Ace Energy Services. We love to uh, love to promote the companies. And, and Karen, it's been wonderful talking with you. Thank you so Absolutely, much. Absolutely, thank you. And that is episode five of the New Guy at Evit podcast. We hope you enjoyed taking that deep dive into the plumbing department. It's such a great stories to hear. And I, a couple of things that really stand out for me, first of all, seeing how these people, even though it's a second career, um, whether you started out as a teacher or an insurance agent, or you started out in construction, finding this second career as a plumber, and you see these people, this, this fire just ignites in them. You know, you catch a spark of, oh, I, I, I fixed that. I did that. Um, I accomplished that. You get that sense of daily accomplishment like we were talking about with Eric. Such a great feeling. You can go home at the end of the day and say, hey, I did that. I know that that's done. I handled it. I helped those people. Um, it is really great. The other thing that really stood out for me in these interviews is just the fact that, you know, it's not your stereotypical plumber that everybody thinks of when they hear about the plumbing program. You know, you can go a whole career and never touch a toilet. Um, and I think that is something that, we need to start shifting in the, the stereotypical plumber idea. You know, we, we talk with somebody like Karen and she's got a full career where she's doing HVAC, uh, cooling in these data storage centers. There's all these aspects and jobs that need plumbing. Pretty much every building needs plumbing, right? So you, you don't really think about, oh gosh, I, I could get a career in that if I wanted to be a plumber. You think that you're just going to be the guy that they call uh, for Roto-Rooter. Also hearing about her story of being a woman in the industry is just fascinating to me. You know, I wanted to I wanted to have an adult student on so we can get an adult perspective. I loved having an advisory board member, and I love the fact that we can talk about being a, a woman in a male-dominated industry and the advantages and the challenges that you face with that. So really tried to get a lot into this one episode. Um, what a great three interviews. You know, hearing Dittmer's story as well, how he kind of fell, pardon the pun, into the plumbing industry and how it's changed his life. Uh, just just so many great aspects. You see these these people get their hands on these pipes and all of a sudden the spark ignites inside of them. They, they love it. So can't say enough good things about this plumbing program and the success that people have when they decide that they want to do plumbing, even as a second career, you can really be successful, make a lot of money for your family and enjoy your work every single day. So thanks again for listening. That's episode five of the New Guy at Evit podcast and we hope you have a wonderful day. 
The new guy at EVIT is edited and produced by Jonas Pearson. Special thank you to the EVIT radio and audio program for their support. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share. New episodes are released every other Tuesday. To stay up to date on all the latest at EVIT, please follow our social media on all platforms. We are at EVIT News. My name is Mark McCann. Thanks for listening.